like a phoenix rising from the ashes, I've pulled myself out of a COVID-induced stupor to record another episode of Minna Fandom. I'm, of course, Menas. Hello, Menna fans. I'm joined again by Red. Red, how are you? I, I think I'm doing better than you, Menas. You sound, I mean, you got a sexy gravel to your voice. I mean, you're already wonderful to look at. You sound great. This is going to be very difficult for me to be mean to you today. I'm hopefully I'll be able to disagree a little bit. I hope we'll see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, I contracted COVID on Friday night and it's Monday morning, Australian time. Had a pretty rough weekend. Um, you know, just, just being locked in your room for two days, does funny things to you anyway. And you add in painkillers, sleeping tablets, all kinds of stuff. I did watch no time to die again. It's on demand now. So no surprises there. Very nice. Um, but yeah, who, who, who uh, so, is responsible for this? Who do you think did this? Is this this feels like uh, a look, Honestly, it could be plenty. I've been, yeah. I've had people this? in the studio. I've been out and about. I've been quickly commentating. Um, you know, kissing tons of women. Uh, of course, that's a lie. If my wife's listening, um, <laughs> and now my and now my kids have both got COVID. Not from me, from their cousins. So they're downstairs. So if I start screaming, and then you hear someone screaming at me. It'll be me screaming at Red, then my wife screaming at me to shut up, and then all of a sudden just the line might go dead. That's the way it could go. That's how that usually goes. The wives love me, so they don't like it when when people are mean to me. So please be kind. <laughs> all right, let's get into the show. Take, uh, well, for this show, we've got um, lots of show stuff to get to. Obviously, massive news over the weekend, so much to, to talk about. Then we've got some listener questions, but let's get into taking care of business. Now, a bit of TCB, NH cast style, the great Ethan and Chris's show. Um, Chris is by, by far Chris's best ever work in any form. Um, but, look, um, you know, there were some, some complaints that this Minna fandom's coming out quite late. Well, unfortunately, Dave Cullinane's kids messed up our schedule. Red and I had arranged arranged to record on Thursday night. Obviously the show normally drops Thursday morning. Red and I listened a couple of times. Then we then we put out the extra KMS show on Friday for all you um KMS listeners. Uh, but you know they didn't release till Friday morning and then um I got COVID. So it wouldn't have really happened. So that's why it was it's not our fault about Carl's kids. You're darn right. And Kirking Off didn't even come out this week. So for the killer Kowalskis of the world who are begging for Kirking Off it's not even here. So we remain really the only show that does this, even though Kirk and Cully will not acknowledge that, which is totally fine. Uh, we are the most consistent Minifan show out there and probably yeah, the best. Yeah. And you mentioned killer. I mean, he, he's such a fake tough guy. That's what I don't like. Like, um, you know, people that know me know, you know, if I say to you, fuck off on a show, I will say to you, fuck off in a DM. You There's no right. difference. Um, and I've done it to many of you listeners, right, who are, who've been on the receiving end. You know, Absolutely. I hate killer. Oh, I'm going to listen. I won't need to listen because Kirking Off will be out. And then, you know, a day earlier, he's begging Red and I to come on the show. It's a bit pathetic. So I'm a, I'm a killer um, guy, but he came off very So am I. I'm, I'm a killer guy, but I'm just yeah. like – don't be fake about it. Like, and about so like we're releasing a show a bit late. I mean, this is the extra show, but on Monday instead of Friday. So um, it's perfect, perfect for the Monday drive, getting ready or whatever you're doing on Monday because they, they won't have a show till Tuesday. So this is totally fine. Mm. Now, a bit, of, bit more TCB. So last night, Sunday night, Australian time, I'm in bed, um, you know, sort of thinking about going to sleep. And I look at the time and I think, Perfect. It's time for Adithia to need me. I don't need a sleeping tablet. I've got this to drop. And 
you know, because on Friday night we got the show. So two days later, I'm thinking at a theatre near me. Of course. No, no release. I'm I'm surprised because I've heard from 10,000 miles away that there's this massive snowstorm. So I'm wondering how has Chris navigated this harrowing situation? And so no release. I put on Twitter, um, oh, is, is, you know, Chris taking another weekend off? Um, and I get this, I wake up this morning to this snarky response from Clemmer. Oh boy. New episode up tomorrow morning. I think I explained that at the end of the last episode. Well, if the content was interesting, I would have listened to the end, fuckhead. It's a <laughs> oh, wild reach considering you literally haven't had a new Minna Fandom show in 10 days. Now, I'll tell you what's a wild reach. <laughs> is comparing Minna Fandom to your podcast. A, oh, this well. is much better and much more entertaining. I've never made any... Um, promises about the schedule. I've always said there is no schedule. It's why I do it. We kind of react to the main show. That changes. You promised originally to do almost a show every day. Now you've gone to two days. Now it's, oh, I'm going to take most weekends off uh, because I don't feel like it or I can't be bothered. So, I mean, it's pathetic, absolutely pathetic. He's yeah, but, but, completely uh, fucked this show up. No, 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 hold on. Now, it's been a busy weekend for him. He's in Albany. He's avoiding the snow. He's watching a few movies. I mean, the man is working tirelessly, Menners. He's, he's giving in his best effort. And he had to just go through with this whole Corano thing. He had to separate himself from Quantum Week this weekend, officially with the Patreon. It's been very busy for him. I don't know. For a man who doesn't actually... That's a pathetic excuse, though. He's doing the best he can. But this is a passion well, project. At the very okay, great. Okay, great. So, so Monday's show, he's going to be reviewing what Saturday's movie, and then you know Tuesday's show, he'll do Sunday's movie. Makes a lot of sense, Chris. You fucking idiot! I told you how to do the show originally. You just fucking listen to me; it wouldn't be a disaster. I don't anyway. think. I don't think he wants to listen to you or to yeah. Kurt fuck him. Fuck him. Stupid show. It's his own art. Let him. Let the man create. It's an artistic choice. I am. Choice. I am. But let you know, be. Sunday night, I wanted something to help me go to sleep. He's, he's conditioned me to go to sleep to add a theatre in me. Kirking off, I alternate, I alternate between kirking off and add a theatre in me. He he has a great, great show that he did with Ned Snark, too. You need to admit that. Clemmer had a fantastic show with Ned Snark. Loved the history. Loved to learn about Casablanca. And he had, we'll get into this later, but he had a phenomenal Friday show, too. So the Clemmer is on a heater. I know you want to be very critical of him, but he is on the rise right now, my friend. You need to deal with it. Okay. You need to admit it. And I'm happy for him. I want him to do well. I know there was not that. one interesting fun. sentence came out of his fucking mouth or Ned Snark's mouth on that show. Jesus, what no, are you no, no, brainwashed. Happy to hear two idiots talk about Casablanca a hundred years after it's released. First off, but it's an interesting movie. First off, secondly, the history behind it is interesting, and thirdly, Ned Snark smells. I mean, smells probably smells wonderful. He sounds wonderful too. Of he course, not one word went into my brain though. Just the smooth snark tones drifted over me. Well, that happens to us. I, I <laughs> wish it would happen to me more often. Okay, yeah. some more, uh, some more taking care of business. So, Chris, I guess finally, you know, I'm a Clemming. Your show sucks. Your schedule sucks. The last thing you want to do is throw it back on me and blame my mini fandom schedule for, for you not releasing or say, comparing the two. I mean, I haven't promised to release a Minna Fandom every day or listen to a KMS show every day, despite the fact that I do. Um, 
I think last week I listened to every show three times. I did. That's I did. Well. Yeah. yeah. Especially, especially Friday's show was very good, but it was, mm. it was an awesome week of KMS. I listened to those mm. a few times when I wasn't listening to Clemmer, obviously. Mm. Um, some more taking care of business. Um, so visionless Dave, a former guest on the show and former panelist with you on the rundown is super keen to come back and be a part of Mina fandom. Um, how do you feel about that? Well, the will they, won't they, you guys seem to be on a collision course coming back together. As I explained to you in the DMs, I am, I'm a team guy. I can work with anybody. Um, I got no issues with VD. Uh, we have a mutual hatred of Carano, for instance. So we were exchanging some DMs over that this week. Um, you know, I can work with anybody, Menners. So you know me. And you roll up with anybody here on this screen, and I'm going to be there you know, talking to them, disagreeing with them, agreeing with them, whatever it is. I'm the most consistent man on Twitter and on StreamYard. So I'm happy to work with anybody. But I can just tell there's something between you guys that you guys just can't stay away from each other. And I know it's going to end poorly. I know it's going to end quickly. But it's passionate. While it lasts, I'll enjoy the ride too. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, I, I really like VD, but he is prone to mood swings. He's very difficult to work with. He does put conditions on recordings. And he is a bit of a diva. Um, and, you know, I think sort of for the, the sake of the show, we should at least wait until the NFL season's over before making anything official because I know his, his, his heart really is with college ball. Uh, well, he's got to have that laser focus right now. Yeah. I know his Chiefs just had a tough loss here tonight. Uh, so he wouldn't be in the right, right mindset mm. anyway. So uh, hopefully when football ends, we want to have him on. I don't mind being on the show with him. Uh, again, I got no but, but But I think, you know, generally you and I are, are, are a smoother fit, you know, oh, not just your bald head, but, you know, right. we gel better. You've got more energy. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, look, I think the next thing is if Fide's keen, at some point get him on with us um, as a guest. Yep. And maybe kill her one day if he drops the whole fake tough guy act. Well, if if, if it's if we're going to compare this to relationships, you know, I'm the guy that you marry. Like I can tell, you know, we're built for the long long haul. Uh, you and I, mm. uh, you and VD are definitely a one night stand. And I guess that would make Killer the guy that we would, if we're going to F and M. I guess he's Killer's going to get the K. I guess would that be a triple mm. K for Killer, which sounds about fitting too for him too. So it is what it is. Uh, but I like <laughs> I like both of those guys. You know, I, I like you know, VD goes, v, VD goes from, you know, not wanting to have anything to do with me and blocking me to, you know, making a desperate play to be a part of the show. I think there's some envy um, of the fact that, you know, you were on the rundown, but you've evolved and re, you know, you kind of reborn on Mina fandom. Whereas, you know, VD hasn't sort of got that next step. I mean, gathering the goats was very short lived, but, and then he pulled the pin. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm here to help in any way that I can uh, with my rebranding. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, the caterpillar has turned into the butterfly once again for me. Um, so if anybody needs help with that, I know I'm always consulting with you. You're consulting with others. So if I can help in any way, maybe, maybe the, our relationship, this collaboration could do that for each other too. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Maybe hopeful. we can inspire VD to be Absolutely. a better person. Absolutely. Oh, fever's hitting again. Anyway, <coughs> um, See, look, you know, all you're complaining, I'm burning up here recording, yeah. I, know, um, I thought you were just sweating because you were looking at me. I was, wow. Yeah, that's my penis. Um, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so it seems we a couple more taking care of business. Victor, who's a great fan of the show, requested video. Never happening. You know, Victor, you're a great fan. Um, but this show is audio only. Um, so that's the Until way Until we get to the KMS YouTube channel, right? That's when that's when video comes, right? Is that how we're gonna do it? I feel like that's mm. that's the next logical step as we go to the KMS YouTube. Yeah, if it ever happens. I mean, did you see that message that I posted from Dave where I I put up I, I offered to release our last episode on the Minifan HQ podcast feed and I sent it to him and he said, What's Minifandom? Yeah, I saw that. Um do you have it blocked by the way? Are you do you have Cully blocked or is there I thought there was something going on with that? Um, yeah, I do have him blocked at the moment. Yeah, you have him blocked. So the this is as always, I'm just put in the middle here. So now I'm I've got to relay messages to, to Cully and get back to you. Um, I like how he's playing this out. He likes to poke you. He likes to wind you up and see how you go. I enjoy it. It seems like Kirk enjoys it too. Um, I think these guys are just messing with you, Manners. I think they're just messing with you. You're just going to have to deal Great. with it. Great. Fine. Fine. Okay. I am dealing with it. I'm going to keep doing a great really show like for the fans. Yeah. I'm sure I think, they do. I think Cully really likes you, though. I think he does. He's just... I actually no. don't think he does because I think he's a little bit soft. Like he really liked it when I was all complimentary and didn't give him any harsh reality feedback. Now that he's getting the the harsh feedback that he deserves, I don't think his thin's quite as thick as I thought it. His skin's not quite as thick as I thought it was. What 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 what's the criticism that you're lobbing at him right now that would really trigger him? What what do you really? I don't know. Say? I don't know. You ask him. He's the baby. Um, and, and last bit of last bit of taking care of business. Last bit. I was listening to um, talks around Magnolia and what's happening that weekend, and it doesn't look like I'm going to be there because Americans have made it harder for Australians to enter the the US. So um, Sorry. probably summer's more realistic aim. But that's, it's, that's there was some discussion that. On Friday night before the main show, there's going to be a Mike and the Minna fans and a Clemmer movie viewing experience. Yes. Who the fuck allows this to happen? You should not have two things going against each other the night before a main show, Red. Someone's but, taking their eye off the ball a fucking again. Cullinane, you keep the close contact. You step in and you say, no, no, during no, no, the day, do the viewing. At night, you do Mike and the Minifans. That would be so dumb if you've got Minifans having to decide whether to go Mike and the Minifans or watch a movie with Chris. No, 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 no. You're sounding like an idiot. Don't do this. Don't do this to yourself because they're going to play this back and they're going to make fun of you. There is no way. There's no way that they're going to do both things at the same time. Easily, you catch a matinee with Chris. You catch a matinee with a Clemmer. That's the way oh, to good. do good. Right? And then you, you move flawlessly right into the Big Mike show. Right where he can scream and yell. Good, good. Yeah. That's what they. That's should exactly do. what's going to happen. I guarantee you. I hope happens. it happens because they didn't say that on the show. They said, you know, Mike was talking about his venue, and they say, oh, Chris is seeing a movie off in another town because there's no cinema. So, well, he could do that on Saturday too. Clemmer could do that Saturday during the day, and then you could go over uh, for the Kirk Minahan show later on on Saturday. There's mm. a number of different ways to do this. This is not hard. This is not hard. They'll figure it out. Well, just flagging my concern because I care about Minifans. There'll be Minifans that, you know, fly or drive thousands of miles and they can't do Attitude and ME and Mike and the Minifans and the main show because of scheduling. So I just hope they work that out. 
Well, I worry about. You can all thank me. Yes, you can all thank me. You can all thank me for stepping up. Yeah. Thank you. Did anyone else think about this? I'm not even there and I'm thinking about it. That's true. But uh, I worry about at a theater near me because he's spending the entire week in New Orleans. So I don't know how he's ever going to get a show done. We're not going to get, get, this show is going to be weekly within a month. I reckon Chris will just bomb the whole thing. He'll, he'll review seven movies in, in an hour and that'll be his show. Bullshit. Not my clemmer. There's no way that happens. Not. Nope. 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 That's a lie. Loser. Um, (laughs) All right. Let's get into all the show news. Taking care of business went a long time. Well, the big news over the weekend, Quantum Week is gone. The end yes. of a, a Carano-filled week. I mean, take it away. Well, so I have a lot of things to talk about with Carano. But first off, again, the Clemmer had a great week. Him separating himself from the toxicity that is Matt Carano is the best thing for him. Now, we all saw this coming without a theater near me when this was created. We could tell, you know, creating another movie podcast giving Chris an out uh, was a great way to do it. Uh, the, the rising tension between those two anyway, um, this was very easy to see. I'm glad it's happened. There is no way this show is coming back. Um, and I'm happy for Clemmer because again, Carano has a long list of things that he's done to people and how he's acted online. And I'm tired of people telling me online how nice he is. He's a great guy. Um, the shanks of the world, the Ziggy's, uh, the whoever else is telling me how good Matt Carano is and how nice of a person he is in person is a flat-out total lie. Um, so Matt Carano getting what he deserves this week, uh, I think is only right. Um, did you listen to the Jerry Callahan show, not the podcast, the show? Did you hear the last 40 minutes, that back and forth with Jerry? Yeah, I did. Yep, I did. Where well, um, Carano quit or, or announced that he was leaving? Quit. He quit. And he didn't have to. Um, Turtle Boy wasn't going to be coming back on the show. Um, but this is just typical Corona. Just six months on to the next job. You know, that's just how this thing goes. If you look at his resume, I'm sure it's just, you know, 10 different places that he's been within the last, you know, year or so. So this is typical Corona. This is what he does. He's just on to the next thing. Just want to get his reps and he's gone. Um, but he does need to update that bio. Uh, that was another thing that VD and I were talking about. If you look at his Twitter bio right now. He's got a bunch of inconsistencies there. He's got Quantum Week in there, Jerry Callahan show. Uh, need to update that bio, my friend, because none of that is there. <laughs> uh, so hopefully he takes care of that. But just the ridiculous military references. Um, I just want to go down the list of things, if you'll allow me here, two minutes. Uh, go for he it. Was, he was taking shrapnel, apparently, this week. He's taking a lot of shrapnel. Um, he said that Jerry okay, let's, but let me let me just jump in here. Let me just jump please. in then. So yeah, please. let's let's go through this step by step. So obviously some stuff emerges about Turtle Boy. I, I look through the the screenshots of all the messages and oh, yeah. look, some of it doesn't look great for Turtle Boy. Sounds no. like he's um been doing some things that um you know, not a great look for him. Uh, but Absolutely. again, I'm I, I have I take all of that with a grain of salt. It's personal stuff. So whatever. So whether that Turtle Boy stuff is good or bad, it's up to you to decide. It's obviously, um, in my opinion, not fantastic. But but that aside, so so then we have Jerry say to Turtle Boy, I'm going to look into this for a few weeks. Just call your jets. Sure. Turtle Boy goes nuts. And then he goes on Meeting of the Minds, which was probably a sign that he's lo- lost the battle right there. An all-new low right there. From an all-time low yeah. for, uh, yeah. for Turtle Boy. It has to be. 
So I, and then Carano, and I get Carano being annoyed with Jerry for not publicly saying, I told Turtle Boy to cool his jets for a few weeks. Because if Jerry releases a tweet saying, hey, I told Turtle Boy, take a few weeks off, I'm going to just uh, look into it. I think a lot of it goes away. Absolutely. Yeah, I my argument here isn't with um, necessarily how Carano handled it. Um, and I think I think others who are mad at people being critical of Carano are saying, well, having Turtle Boy on your show isn't a good idea. And I agree with that. I don't think having Turtle Boy on a show is a good thing. I don't think, um, you know, I think Kirk's affiliation with Turtle Boy in any way, I think hurts him in the long run because this is going to end poorly for Turtle Boy. So I don't think that's the argument at all. I think the argument is Carano could have handled this a number of different ways and it kind of could have gone a lot smoother than the way that it did. And then even still, when they do finally do it on the show, they could have done this on the show for the entire week and had this conversation and it would have been great content. So even Why do you care if the Jerry show, Callahan show is good? It's not KMS. But it's it's interesting content, and you mm. can also react to it on KMS. It's terrible instincts all the way through, Menners, to not cover this, to not do this, and then all of a sudden just talk about it at the end and leave it at that, when now they're both parting ways. So I don't understand Jerry's terrible instincts when doing this, because he's been doing this for so long, and him saying that he didn't see it, doesn't do it, I don't get involved, this and that, sounds exactly what must have been when, when Kirk was going through his whole thing with Jerry, too. So, I mean, it's just, it's bullshit all the way around. It's so I reckon that's a, obviously, it's obviously a cop. It's obviously. You're fighting. You're fighting. Have, it. You're doing it. Have some water. There you go. God, it's obviously a cop out from Jerry. But also, I think Jerry hopes it goes away. <clears throat> like, I think Jerry thinks if I can put this off for a few weeks, it goes away, I don't have to deal with it. Absolutely. Yeah, but that's not the way the world works. And that's not what – if he looks at the downloads of this show, I guarantee you his Thursday show had way more downloads and listens than any other show he's done. So it makes no sense for him not to cover it. When he says that people don't care about this stuff, he's flat out wrong. People are more interested about this – than anything else he's talking about, M&Ms, or anything else that everybody else is talking about on Twitter anyway. Um, so that that's what makes that show, would make that show interesting. And what Carano is saying on there is, is total, but like, you ignore it, puts me in harm's way, you're not in the foxhole with me. What a drama queen, Menners. What an absolute He's right. Queen. He is right. And he, and. No, but he was <clears> in the military. <throat> the military examples is what's ridiculous, Menners. But I like doing it, that. I like that. Oh, I like that. You know, Carano was under fire from all sides. Sure. You know, yeah. the, <clears throat> the bombers coming in. Yeah. But, but don't you think overall, and I'm sorry for everyone listening to my scratchy voice, but you all begged for a show, killer, fuckhead. Um, <laughs> um, don't you think, though, this is actually the best thing for the Carano? Because if, if anything's been proven, he's actually not meant for this world. Absolutely. Over, I mean, it's, it's been a consistent thread over the two years. I think he got a good run. He used Kirk Minahan show for Quantum Week reps. He used um, Jerry for personal reps. You know, I just don't think he's cut, got it, got it. He's not made of the right stuff to to handle it. No, no, he's not. I think, in, and again, props to Clemmer because he had this thing tabbed immediately on Friday's show that we heard, where it's just what he does online, what he does on Twitter specifically, is what gets him in trouble and puts him in these situations. Um, and he's 
he's not a likable person. And I don't think he's being honest, too. Like, when you look at back at things and how he says he got into Kirkman Hand and the Kirkman Hand show, he claimed that he listened, he didn't wasn't even listening to Kirk. It was he found him on WEI.com and his writings on there. Nobody gave a shit about Kirk Minahan and what he was writing on WEI.com. Nobody followed that. That's a total lie. And there's no way he listened to KNC either because he didn't get any of those references. He, like mm. Steve Robinson, doesn't get any of those references. So that was built on this lie. So it, Absolutely. It, I mean, Clem is a real um, fan of Kirk's. He sounds absolutely. like he's been listening for a while. Right. Carano obviously jumped on the bandwagon. And I'm telling you, Carano and probably to a small extent Chris – saw an opportunity to promote Quantum Week on the KMS um, network and in the KMN world. Sure. And two years ago they started Quantum Week. Oh, just just after KMS starts. What a what a coincidence. And it's about movies and music that Kirk's like to talk about. And again, another incredible coincidence. And coincidentally, as the show launches, they start putting episodes up on the Kirk Minahan network. Again, very weird. And then their Patreon starts and they stop putting shows up on the KMN network. It's all very strange. And now, oh, in 2022, Chris has started another movie show. I mean, well, I don't like, I mean, slow down there. Let's not, let's not go after Clemmer there. Let's, let's focus in on Carano here. That's where we want to focus our guns. Um, I, I, you can see this coming a mile away. Absolutely. All the fans did. What's frustrating is that Kirk didn't see this coming a mile away. You know, he, he promoted Carano when everyone else was telling him, this is not a good idea. This dude, this guy is fake as, as, as the day is long. So it's frustrating to be so right all the time about this guy. And have have these things happen. You know, his arrogance when he's talking about how Cullinane should have recommended him for the show, even as he's quitting that show, on that show, he's telling Jerry that Cullinane should have recommended him for that show. Why should he have recommended him for the show? Look, he's leaving after six months when he doesn't even have to leave. So the arrogance to criticize Cullinane even then is so maddening, so frustrating for someone who has done nothing. He's accomplished nothing in his career. Um, he's a failed business owner, a failed podcaster, and here he is still trying to throw shade at people when you're just quitting another job and going off to do nothing. Mm. So I I just I hate being right, Menners. I hate being right about this guy all the time, as others have been. He's a maddening human being. Go away, never come back. Him, Matt Jair, whoever else, you guys are all in it for the wrong reasons. You're trying to profit off of Kirk when all the other fans like you and I, we're just trying to do a podcast about it, about a podcast that we love. Mm. We're not out here charging people for this. This is just, this is a labor of love, my friend. That's all that this I, is. I, I get my reps somewhere else. Yeah, me too. Me too. We, we don't, we're not here for reps. This is for funsies. Yeah. So I, I'm happy. It's a great day, but holy shit, Carano had a hell of a week. He burned himself mm. down. So, so Quantum Week's gone. Jerry and Carano are split. Um, it's a lot of changes, lots and lots of changes. Um, I, I still think, though, it, it should be noted that between Kirk and Jerry, they're the two worst leaders in fucking podcasting. I mean, the two worst bosses. I mean, again, you know, Jerry just has a conversation with Turtle Boy and Carano a week ago. None of this happens. You know, That's I don't know true. what – you can imagine that K and C – you know, office after every show, the sort of shit Kirk and Jerry used to talk. None of it very obviously about, you know, how to fucking lead a team because they just, it just falls apart around them. And, you know, Kirk's no better. 
Well, and so you can give Kirk a pass because he is so much more talented when he's talking into the microphone, right? I've often compared him to Michael Jordan, right? So Michael Jordan, the player, is so talented, uh, the greatest mm-hmm. of all time. But when you make him the GM and have to have him make business decisions, that's when things fall apart, right? Like that's there's only so many skill sets where it's going to work. For Jerry, it's like Jerry's skill set is what? I guess he's like a really good number two on a show somewhere. As a number one, he's dreadful. Um, he's not interested. He's awful. Number one, he can't awful. host. He awful. cannot host. He can't do ad reads. He can't, um, you know, host segments. He needs a host with him. He's good to react to. And I used to love Jerry with Kirk. I mean, huge KNC fan. And what I loved about Jerry is I felt like I was getting my my sort of dad's opinion about everything. You know, right. you know, like my as we went through in the last show, my dad's been dead for twenty years. Sorry to bring back these fake. Grief, grief memories of yours you. uh, from your alleged loss lately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you know, listen to Jerry was comforting in that way, but he's, he's not a number one. I was going to actually offer to be Jerry's new producer, but the time difference just doesn't work. I mean, it's like the middle of the night and I've, I can't do it. But, um, you know, I was going to apply because, I, you know, Kirk's offering Harrison. Harrison doesn't know how to record a podcast. Like, Kirk's trying to sabotage Jerry again. Um, well, I, I think the Harrison thing was like uh, the next step in somebody that he knew. I think Kirk was really trying to get Craig involved. I'm stunned that Craig said no. There must be something going on there because it would be a great opportunity for Craig. Um, I don't know exactly what Craig is doing. Whatever this network, you know, I don't know what he's creating over there in conservative mm. world with Featherston, but nobody's going to listen to that shit anyway. So yeah, well, whoever I don't know what the hell he's doing. He's got some kind of a podcast empire. The the the, the, the craziest bit of the week was when Kirk called Justin Featherston. I think he said, "Remember, he said, what's Justin's <laughs> last name? Fenderston or oh, Featherston?" Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was yeah. a wow. Memory's not quite as sharp as it used to be. <laughs> that's right. Well, he always does get Justin's last name wrong purposely. So there, there's that. I don't know what name he was going for, but I don't. I don't. I think he was trying to give him Craig. And I think Craig would have been a good opportunity. And then once Craig turned him down, he was like, well, there's Harrison here who could get more reps doing that. Is you know, He's only doing so much for the case. So I understand why he's recommending Harrison, but Harrison wanted no part of it. So mm. I don't think that would have been necessarily that bad. Jerry just needs somebody with a heartbeat right now. He would be very fortunate. Yeah, that, to that's you, what I wanted. To, yeah, I know. It but, just works yeah. out the recording time's probably about midnight, 1 a.m. Sydney time. And, you know, I produce about six other podcasts that need me during the day. So. Um, just wouldn't work out. Um, but Jerry, if you're really desperate, you know, reach out to Kirk. He'll recommend me. Um, I'm sure he's listening right now. There's no you know, once that. I got a client in America and it was recommended by Kevin Clancy's brother. I don't know how that happened. Brendan, I, I got this inquiry. Uh, Ke- Brendan Clancy recommended you as a producer. The wow. bizarrest um, thing ever. So I don't know how. Yeah. I must have found me online. Um, wow. All right. They're not a client anymore. I just did a couple of. Oh. They were actually interesting. They were on um, politics in like Massachusetts. I learned a lot. Um, so, oh, do you want me to send you some money, Kirk? They paid me like fifty US. Do you want some money for that? <laughs> Loser. Um, oh, what? Wow. I mean, I'm I'm very feverish, so a lot of dribble is going to come yeah, out. All right, I've got a. Few, do you have anything else on the Corona thing? I've got a few more things to. to well, dive I, into. I think. Um, yeah, I mean. Listen again. I went down the whole military lingo is is absolutely. Oh, the last you need, thing I did you need to get out of the foxhole. 
Yeah, the fox. Get up on get up onto the battlefield. The best part, I don't know if you caught this, but the best part of that episode uh was Carano recommending Key West to Jerry Callahan. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if you I don't know if you've ever been to Key West before, but uh, I've never been to Florida. Oh well, Carano loving Key West was um, uh, was not a surprise. I think that fits pretty <laughs> well with him and uh, his lifestyle. So that was good. I, I hope I hope Jerry enjoys Key West. I can I'm sure he will. So, Sounds like good. you will. Mm. Uh, so a few just random points. So on Friday or Friday show, I know it's recorded Thursday. I loved the. Um, I love the fact that it was Chris and Mike in there. I thought Chris, Mike, Same. and Kirk was a great show. I mean, I think that would be a great show. And, you know, one of the benefits is, you know, there was less Dave on the mic, which was good. Um, you know, he came in sometimes, but I just think Chris, Mike, and Kirk is probably a winning combination. I, I agree. I think uh, three-man is king usually. I think I think the only uh, two people who can hand a two-man show um, is us honestly? I don't think there's mm. very few people who can handle a two-man show. Um, even the Kirk and Steve shows were abysmal. So um, I think the three-man show is king. If you have a three-man show with a producer chiming in every once in a while, uh, like that's why you got to love Cully. He knows how to lay out there in those situations. Um, I think that's that's going to sound really good. The only issues I would have um, with that three-man show is if Mike is trying to scream and cry over everyone um, and disrupt <laughs> the conversation. I think that that doesn't lend to good radio or good podcasting. But other than that, I really did enjoy having Mike and Chris in there as much as Mike kind of took away from my guy Clemmer, but I did enjoy it. It was a great show. <laughs> Phenomenal. I would love to do a Mike impression, but my kids are asleep. So I'll have to um, reel that back in, but um, let's, I, yeah, let's go I need, on. The- I need you. No, I need you on the record on this because this, this bothered the hell out of me. Um, the Mike Dave Portnoy thing. Where did you mm. Where did you fall on this? Because I know where I where I stand, and I know the DMs I got and the arguments I got into with some people. Um, were you a fan of the Mike Geary Portnoy yelling, or where did you fall on that? I think Mike lost a little bit of control. Like I, I think you know the, the, the screaming at him got a bit much. But I like the outpouring of emotion, and I think if you've been listening for a few years building up to this point, it was just an explosion that came out of Mike. So I enjoyed um, hearing that. Um, and I think, I think like, Portnoy left that phone call as a, with a massive loss. Like, that was the biggest loss I've ever seen the president take. Oh, it was, it was definitely bad. Uh Tough day. I, you have to respect Portnoy for fighting that fight because nobody's believing what he's saying. Like uh, from his for, on his podcast to uh, how he's handling it on Twitter to having that conversation with Kirk and the guys, nobody's believing what he's saying. And you had him dead to rights. My only issue with Mike there is, like at some point, Mike, you have to shut you have to shut the fuck up. Like Kirk is right in that. Like you have to shut the fuck up and let Portnoy go because Portnoy is the most interesting guy on Twitter, in podcasting, in, in media today, in my opinion. He's the most interesting. And so he's trying to talk, and here's Mike Geary screaming over him. At some point, you have to get out of the way, Mike, because Kirk and Portnoy going back and forth is compelling. Mike screaming over Portnoy isn't compelling. And I happen to have very high standards for Mike. I like it when people treat him as an equal, like everyone else. And the people who say that Mike did a great job or this was a win for Mike, those are people who are treating Mike like a child. 
in my opinion. So I think it's okay to be critical of Mike in that situation, knowing that he was almost perfect. And I maybe I just have higher expectations for him than others. And to that, I would say that's their soft bigotry of low expectations, which I hate to hear. But that's just the way it is. Look, I think he did really well. He probably missed like the dead kill shot, and it was probably there for him. He probably had the he had the kill shot, and he just sure. didn't execute it. But you know, him screaming, um, Portnoy saying "Don't be mean." I mean, I just thought like that was uh, such a great opportunity for Mike to shit all over him. Sure, he went a bit too far, yep. but I kind of like him being unhinged. I kind of like that because we know. Portnoy's been pushing him to this point slowly over a number of years, and it just came out. That's um, true. That's true. So, so I want to talk about this whole thing with Dave because I'm I'm not a stoolie. I mean, I'm I'm always been a KMS guy, and you know, dive into Barstool content occasionally. But what I like about Dave Portnoy is he comes on, he knows he's wrong. Everyone's saying to him, "You're soft. You're soft. You're soft." He doesn't argue he just goes barstool's i'm barstool i'm gonna do what i want and that's it like yeah. basically i'm admitting i'm soft but you can all fuck off right he, he there's i mean honestly man there's a little bit of you and dave portnoy and how you guys argue because i've seen you argue points that i know you're wrong on twitter all day long and it's the same thing with portnoy like never when you guys are wrong you'll never admit it you just keep going uh, and you just get louder and louder. And I think that was what I was seeing on the Barstool Reddit and everything else where, you know, the, the criticism of Portnoy is his go-to is, well, you're a nobody, you know nothing, I'm Barstool, I'm this, I'm that. And Kirk's point was right is, well, Dave, you hired these people. So you hired her to create content and to do this on podcasts, and you're telling her not to uh, because it's mean is not something, I don't care what he says, that's not what Barstool is, nor no. is it anywhere else. Being too mean is not something that anybody should care about on Twitter or doing a show. That's not exactly. the point. Right. So I don't. that argument for him doesn't hold any water, but it doesn't matter. He's so confident and he's just screaming about it. And so he holds the line. He holds oh the line. God. He's saying, I'm, you know, I'm the one that has to go and face these people. He just holds the line. He didn't back down, even though he's wrong. And Kirk made him look like an idiot. Right. And you could definitely tell, too, that Kirk has had conversations with guys like KFC, probably with Gaz, or at least uh, with Riggs, too. Like, these guys are probably feeding Kirk stuff. Or at least, you know, Kirk knows he's in the right. And when he's having, when he's holding, you know, Portnoy's feet to the fire, he's doing it for everybody at Barstool. And you know everybody at Barstool is loving that shit. Because it's all the same stuff that they would love to say, but they don't have the balls to say, or they don't have the intelligence to say. You know, like Brandon Walker probably loved that show yesterday, but Brandon Walker doesn't have the intelligence to pull off yesterday's show. You know, but he wants to get after Portnoy like that, uh, but he can't do it. But Kirk can, and that's why I think Portnoy hesitates to go at Kirk, uh, and he's lucky he doesn't have serious radio anymore because if Kirk was coming in there every three months, it would be it, he'd make Portnoy look like a fucking idiot a lot of times because Portnoy's not that smart. He's just mm. not. He's just louder Absolutely. and more confident than everybody else. So, I mean. No, no one else could have had that argument with Portnoy the way Kirk did it. It was brilliant. It certainly got the whole Barstool world talking. I'm sure the listens for that show were, were very, very high. So, yeah, well but, done, so let me ask you a question on this because this is the frustrating part for me, and I think I even um, was asking the, the KMS show account about this. But I love that they had video on Mike. Um, that was really interesting to see, but 
it was totally a missed opportunity to not have video on Mike, on Kirk, on Dave Portnoy, because Portnoy is doing all the stuff he does now has video. What a missed opportunity to get all those reactions on video too and to have that. I'm not saying it had to be a YouTube live show, but it could have been something where you could have reacted to it later on. You could yeah, Steve would on. never have let that happen. Steve would have had that all filmed, logged away, logged. Well, saved. do you think? Do you think that that was Dave? Cullen? I mean, now you realize that was a free hit, don't you? You realize you just threw a fucking softball right down the middle with. Yeah, but man. you would have. To I mean, that idiot. was a fucking home run. You can't you just give to, me a. F- yeah, but you'd have to be an idiot to think that that was Dave Cullinane's call. You think that was Dave Cullinane's so Who the fuck else's fault was it? He's who, the producer. Who, who do you think? Kirk can't Dave even Cullen? plug a microphone in. You asked him to set up cameras now, and stuff. Hold start on, recording. dummy. Hold on. Don't, don't, don't you do that. Now listen to me. I'm speaking very slow so you can understand. Who do you think made the call that said, no, no video on me? Do you only think, video do on you Mike? Think, do you think Dave asked? Of course I think Dave asked. Because why is there video of Mike? Of course he asked. Of course he did. You tell me that Dave didn't ask? Well, I, I I well, we'll have to. We were arguing about something we don't know the answer to. But right, we don't know the is, answer, but we're if, speculating. If, why, why, if I'm the producer, I just record everything, and then afterwards I say, "Hey, Skip, what do you want to use?" That's what I do if I'm a producer. Well, okay. You well. can't, you can't, you can't go back and go. Oh, that would have been really good if we'd recorded that, Kirk. But oh, you got, you know, he has to ask. He has to ask Kirk's permission to do that. You have to. Because he's changed the game. He doesn't want to be on video. And I, I think he was yeah. probably distracted by his kids being in close contact, Cullinane. Probably plugged in one camera, thought he'd record it, and it was just fluke, fluky. Here, here you are. Just trying to, I'm trying to get you in an in-depth conversation. All you're doing is trying to come after Cullinane for this. I'm, I'm telling not. You, I'm not. You it would have been, been good if it was filmed. But I, I'm over that. I'm over that. They don't want to film it. I actually get where Kirk's coming from as a, a, a person that specializes in audio. Sometimes it's nice not to have to worry about a camera. I get that. And I understand that. I support support Kirk. In this special moment, this special moment, we have Portnoy on there, and that's all Portnoy does is video. And, too, thankfully he had a good phone. If he didn't have a good phone, this would have been another Portnoy terrible interview because he would have had a terrible phone. But when he's on, when he's doing all of his other shows, he's always on video, and it's always great quality, and it's always interesting to watch his reactions. And if he's yelling at Mike, and Mike's yelling at him, and they're both on video. That is gold. That's comedy gold. It's all over Twitter. Yeah, it's all it's over YouTube. A good producer like Steve would have recorded it, and there it's you know there if you need it. Son of a bitch. Yeah, uh, just wanted to, just on one thing on Kirk. A couple of things. Firstly, um, he said he's he's not going on to add a theater near me because of brand damage. And I, I think again, this is the men as influence. You know, I'm really big on preserving your brand. I've often talked to Kirk about it through this show or other shows and obviously he's taken that on board so i'm glad that he's taken some of my sage advice on board and he's thinking about his personal brand of course and and then he did mention again he still can't set up a mic and i read you don't understand how much this upsets me that someone who pretends to be a podcaster sorry he is a podcaster but he can't plug in a microphone and what annoys me is it's not like Plugging in a USB microphone is so easy. Like if I was Dave Cullinane, I would sit down with Kirk. We would take photos on a phone. I would write an explanation. And and Kirk, from now till the end of time, will be able to plug in a USB mic. I, I just don't understand why his producers don't care about him enough to sort of walk him through the process. It's You just go in as soon as the show's finished. You sit down and you 
you write out instructions. I mean, it's literally takes a minute. Well, I mean, this is a part of the mystique, right? This is a part of what everything makes Kirk Kirk. So he yeah, but, but you, you know, so you say it's a mystique, but then he you know yells at um, Steve for not having the right um, cable to record well, yeah, the show Steve remotely. Totally yeah, he totally blew it. Steve totally yeah, but, blew but that. then he Kirk won't even take the time to learn how to plug a USB microphone in for home recordings. Like I was thinking, and you, what about this snowstorm? I mean, are they going to be able to get into studio on Tuesday? Of course they will. Of okay, course. good. Because no, then I, mean, I thought, you know, we'll have Kirk on his fucking phone again with no microphone because he's technically inept. But, okay, you, you've done it both ways here, though. You're, you've been a, a podcaster, but you're also a producer. You're a guy behind the scenes, but you're also in front of the camera. So you can five see tools, from, five tool player. Yeah, you can, you can see it from both sides. But you know the struggling, talented artist and working on his creation He's not going to get bogged down in the details and the nitty gritty and understanding. Uh, come Technology. on, you can make excuses. No, one I'm not. Sheet, I'm... You give him one sheet of paper. You know, turn the computer on. Plug in the USB. Turn. You know, go to the sound settings. Oh, you you're away. It's working. I mean, he's, he's the struggling artist. You know, it's he's struggling his mind, artist with his, his you know, multi million so dollar full. assets. Yeah, you know, his mind is so full of ideas and creation. <coughs> You can't, can't get caught up in the technology. All right, whatever. I mean, come oh, on, man. You can't tell Picasso how to paint. Okay, and on Picasso, on Picasso, you know, he talks about going to have a po' boy in Magnolia. Now, yeah. it's the like some gravy po' It's the, okay, so it's the extra napkin po' boy. Mm. And what do you think the napkin's for? The gravy. Because the gravy. there's roast beef, gravy, Swiss cheese. But Kirk goes, I'll leave the gravy. So it's not the extra napkin po' boy. It's just a roast beef and Swiss cheese po' boy. Can't even I, eat properly. Listen, I'm I'm with you on that. The, the eating habits that he has is very strange. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to defend that. I did hear Mike agree with him on it too, which is it's very strange to have a roast beef po' boy and have that Swiss cheese and to not have the gravy is psychotic behavior. It's psychotic. Absolutely. It's like, it's like trying to have a meatball sub, but then you don't have all that sauce that goes with mm. it. You want to have a messy sandwich in those situations. It's going to be that much better. So I think it's great. It's banana land. It's the same people. I don't know about you, but uh, Dave Cullinane also does this too. I've heard him and Kirk talk about this, but they only get a, they get a hamburger. They don't get a cheeseburger. I think hamburger people are psychotic people. I think if you're going to get a hamburger, you get a cheeseburger every time. And if you're somebody who likes just a plain hamburger, and then that's it, and you don't have any toppings or anything else, you're a psychotic person. So I can't I can't ride with Kirk on those things. I will totally agree with you on that. It's crazy. Mm, I agree with you on the cheeseburger thing. I only have a hamburger, and I usually have lots on it when I'm, you know, watching my um, physique because cheese is obviously fattening and I'm expanding quickly. But, again, he, he's a psycho with his eating. Um, I, I've said a lot of negative things about Kirk in the first 46 minutes of this recording. You have. Like you to say, I'm a huge fan and I love and respect him a lot. Just want to put that on the record. I love um, that you put that in 47 minutes into the show. I'm sure he's going to catch that and love that. Sure. <laughs> you don't think, I don't think he goes through it. Like, I mean, I think he just fast forwards through hear what he we does. say about him. He's just running angrily as he's seeing mm. everything we're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Now on what day was it Steve called? Was it Tuesday show or Wednesday show? I can't remember. They've all sort of blended into one, but yeah, Steve called, said he wants to live in Walmart town in Arkansas. No yep. surprises. And hopefully I can share this 
uh, I believe you DM me and had some very nice things to say about Stevens, the very mean things to say about Cullinane. And I was not enjoying the show part at all when Steve called in. Number one, because there was a lot of overlapping going on for Steve. Um, Kirk and Mike were making him feel very comfortable. And Dave Cullinane was doing way too much laughing while Steve was telling not even good jokes. Um, so I thought it was a very bad phone call from Steve Robinson, obviously. Uh, but I, I got the sense that you really enjoyed this phone call. Mm, I really did. Which um, is concerning. What, what, what concerning. was, it is concerning for me too. I guess what jumped out at me was that Steve is interesting. Like he has interesting things to say and not always agree with them. Um, he, he had some funny jokes. I mean, he's funnier than Cullen, eh? When, I mean, when, well, when, okay. when they said, when they said, are you going to come to Mississippi? And he said, no, if I want to see fat people, I'll come back in the studio. Um, so I thought that was pretty good. No, um, I, don't, I don't think – see, and that's the thing too. Is like that's one joke at, at Blind Mike because he's fat. And I don't even think he was trying to say that. I think he was trying to say that the Mena fans were fat, which it would have been funnier if he said it was a, a live show. If I went back for a Mena fan live show, I would rather do that. So I, I, I disagree with you even then that that was a funny joke. I think he misspoke there. Whatever, I disagree. Um, Steve called Jerry spineless. Look, I, look, I just think Steve was interesting. You're right, though. It's small doses. We've been through this before. Anyone that comes in for a few minutes is interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm glad, I, I'm glad he picked to, up the phone. You and VD and others, you guys say, oh, Steve's interesting. He's fascinating. Steve was interesting and fascinating when Kirk made him that in, 2000, of course. in 2019. The fall of 2019 was when Steve was interesting. And that was of Kirk's creation. After the fall of 2019, as soon as as 2020 hit, Steve was basically done with the show. So he stopped being interesting. I agree. Yeah. He stopped caring about the show. Mm, So you guys, no arguments there. You guys are hearkening back to a time that was a very small window. I agree. I don't want him back on the show, but it was a good call. I mean, you know, it's an okay call. And, you know, you've got, again, you've got Cullinane talking about Kathy paying by check at the supermarket. Oh, that I mean, was great. Uh, Dave right. Cullinane talking about his mother. And and did you hear him? He allowed uh, he allowed Kirk and Mike to make the joke about Kathy taking, mm-hmm. you know, the high hard one, you know, in the back door. <laughs> he allowed that joke. You imagine Dave Cullinane letting people say that about your his mother. That's That's a great producer right there, allowing that joke to happen. That was hilarious stuff. So you got to mm. give Dave Cullinan credit for the stuff he's done. He's and he gave us that thing about his mom in the grocery store. Yeah, Kathy can certainly take it. That's for sure. Well, oh, geez. Okay. Well, see, don't don't do this. Don't don't no, no, no. <laughs> So this is a good producer right here. This is what I'm talking about. And Steve Robinson would have never have done that. And you know that. You know yeah. that. Man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm All right. Um, happy. Um. Anyway, it was good to hear from Steve. Um, I, I did flag um, that when Bradfoe lost his blue check mark, that um, Dave would be desperate to talk about it uh, on the the main show, and he was. He just like sandwiched it in there when the no one wanted to talk about it, no one cared. He just goes, oh, "I heard that Bradfoe lost his blue check mark." I mean, fucking hell, really, Dave? Well, as a KNC fan, you know you love the Bradford talk, and and I love Robert- Bradfoe. Yeah, the Bradfoe-Kirk relationship is always interesting to me. Uh, it sounds like they're you know, doing so much better now, which I love. Uh, I'm not necessarily a big Bradfoe fan, but I do love when Kirk makes fun of him. And 
they do a better job of it when they're getting along. So I mm. like Dave bringing up Brad, Bradfo there and talking about the blue check mark. It is an interesting talking. It's piece. not really. It's not really when you brought up Ben Volan. Okay, so Twitter's taking away blue check marks. Clearly doesn't mean anything. What do you mean? But it's 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 an interesting talker, and it, this is you want Dave to bring up other topics and and talk about things and do things, and then when he brings up topics you you don't like the topics he brings up. Well, you can't have it both ways. A wise man once said that, man. So you got to deal with. No, it. I mean I am having it both ways because I just think anyway, it's just instincts. Anyway, well, well, it was just a point. I just wanted it's not a huge point. I just okay. wanted to make it. I flagged as soon as I heard Brad Foe. Uh, farewelling Ortiz. I listened to Brad Foe's podcast and he said he'd lost his blue check mark. So I was like, well, this is going to be a topic on the main show. And it was. Um, what do you think about Kirk basically banning Sopranos talk now? I don't think this is going to last. And I'll tell you why. I think the Sopranos caller is going to call in and he's going to get that conversation going, number one. And it's too good of a show for him to stay away from. It's too good. And it's wrapped up into everything that the show has been as far as what the conversations have been when they started to rewatch it again, when everybody started to rewatch Sopranos again, when the movie was coming out. Um, you know, it, it's kind of, it's a part of the spine of this show. Um, and it's such, it seems like it's been such a big part of what Kirk has consumed and references that he makes and the comedy that he references from that show. So in the lines that he, in the situation. So I don't think this is going to be very long, but he's got a grudge that he's got against Chrissy right now. So it's it's too bad. Too bad. But do you do you think Kirk holds the grudge, you know, it's right to hold a grudge for that? Of course. Of course that's what makes Kirk Kirk. Would I hold the grudge? No. But I'm a I'm a normal person who's not but was in the podcasting he, world. Was Imperioli that rude to Kirk? No. I don't, I don't think he no. was. No, and Imperioli is he you can tell what he is, which is he thinks very highly of himself and his acting. He calls it probably a craft. Which and and I think the thing craft, is, you're a douchebag. You right? know, Kirk Kirk thinks very highly of himself as well. Absolutely. As an interviewer. And then, you know, he has a bad day, asks a couple of not great questions. And and then, you know, Imperioli just kind of pushes back a little bit. I don't think Imperioli was rude. Um, well, yeah. I mean, he could have handled the question better. I mean, everybody knows that Chris is not – He's not an intelligent character, and that's why people thought he was funny because he would say mm. things that were stupid and people would laugh at him. You can say that he was not smart. That's okay. I think Kirk could have worded the question better, but I think Kirk and Imperioli are both think very highly of themselves to the point where they're probably both arrogant people. So they're not going to take kindly to this thing when they have this riff, and they're just going to hold on to it forever, which, I mean, I that's just the way that Kirk goes, I guess. Mm. To me, I, I find it more much more fascinating to talk about Sopranos and have uh, more people that were involved in the Sopranos have them on as guests, for instance. I think they would be much better off. But we'll see how long the grudge goes. I mean, he usually <laughs> holds a grudge for about you know six months, and then he automatically lets it go. I mean, he's friends with Jerry now. And then What about the Kevin from him. Bristol? He's still banned. Well, I mean, if Kevin from Bristol is talking about being a Minifan Hall of Famer or being the Hall of Fame this past weekend on Twitter. So he's probably – he's not doing himself any favors. If, if Kevin would, like, not do those things, I think Kirk would actually like him again. But mm. he, he just can't help himself. Nope. Billboard chart guy called on Wednesday instead of Thursday. Had some in excess questions in Australian band, so I was thrilled about that. Obviously, I grew up listening to in excess big fans. I used to – 
I went to the cricket with the guitarist from the NXS once, Tim Farris, because I coached his son. So, yeah, that was good. What did you coach his son in? What did you do? Cricket. You coached him in cricket? You were a cricket coach too? I was, yeah, I was when I was younger. Wow. So I went to the the, – so I'll tell you the story then. I went to the cricket with Tim Farris. So obviously guitarist from NXS – 25 years ago so there was it was just after hutchins died a few years after asked me to the crickets i'm like wow i go and then we get asked up to a box with all these sort of cricketers and full rock star stuff all of a sudden the coat comes out in the toilets it's like Mm. it's all happening i didn't have any because i was behaving myself but of course Man, if if that's what being in in excess is like for like one afternoon i know why hutchins didn't make it too far Well, okay, so let me let me ask you a question on this because <coughs> I am fascinated by this story. So when when we're talking about NXS and that comes up with Billboard Chart Guy, like I don't know where you stand with Billboard Chart Guy. I really I like him, but that guy's talking about Twitter follows a lot. Mm. He's doing a lot of self-promotion. He's talking about who's following who on Twitter. I worry about his long-term health on the show. He's doing a little bit too much self-promotion. He's doing a little bit on Twitter to self-promote. Uh, you know, he referenced how Mike wasn't following him on that show. He's kind of begging for the Mike follow. And then Mike didn't end up following him right after the show. And so the Billboard truck, I was tweeting about it. I worry <coughs> I worry about this, Menace. This is mm. not good. It's not good no. for Billboard truck guy. I, I, don't think, I don't think he has a, a long time with the show if he continues what he's doing. I agree. Yeah. And okay. Kirk, will get sick of, Kirk will get sick of him soon, so... Um, but he, you see him distancing, distancing mm. himself from Clemmer too, which I don't like. Uh, him avoiding the Clemmer Thursday and coming in for a, mm. a Mike Wednesday. That makes me very nervous too. I worry. Yeah, I don't have any concerns about the Billboard chart guy. I think, I think he'll be around. I think Kirk likes it's just a call. It's stuff Kirk likes to talk about. And, again, it, it feeds on Kirk's ego, the quiz bit. And, and honestly, it is amazing how, Kirk, how well Kirk does on those um things that's true that's true. Uh, um i do think chris clemmer's activity segments kind of played out now like i'm now pavlov's rat as soon as the music starts i switch off i start thinking about you know what i'm going to cook for dinner or something else like i, I it's playing it's like out of theater me it's still playing but i'm just not there <laughs> you don't you don't like the shopping mall talk you didn't like this past activity this week because I loved it. I mean, but, but I don't know, because the music now just makes me switch off. Like, I, I heard a bit of it, but I can't take it in. It's like, it's it's so many weeks of boring activities, I can't snap right. out of it. Well, I see, having, I've never been to Australia, so I don't know what you guys have for shopping malls and what your options are. But the mall in the 80s, early 90s, mid 90s, in its heyday, mall talk to me is always interesting I'm not necessarily somebody who loves going to the mall now. As a kid, you love doing it because mm. it was exciting to go. So when Kirk is talking about the nostalgia of the mall, I love that. Like, I don't know if you watch Stranger Things. I love Stranger Things, that second season where it Never was based, based around the mall. Um, that 80s nostalgia. Do you remember Mall Rats, the movie? I used to oh, love that. I love Mall Rats. That's one of my favorite movies. One of my favorites. So Yeah, I love I Mall love Talk, and I love it. NH Cast Mall Talk is amazing. I'm I'm sure Kirk's gone and listened to the Mall episodes on NH Cast because nothing well, better. 
Well, I mean, but we this, all hope. This, maybe if the music wasn't on, I would have enjoyed it. it just we all hope and try on. to talk about malls the way Ethan mm -hmm. talks about malls. You know, that's what we all strive for. But I, anytime, but Dave Cullinane, and, and this is where you guys, you know, always tell me how I'm being way too complimentary of Dave Cullinane. Cullinane and Mike really blew that entire activity when they're talking about the malls and what they could be doing there. I mean, the, the stores that they brought up and they seem totally blank. They couldn't up, come up with options. How do you not <laughs> talk about Spencer's? How do you not talk about Orange Julius? How do you not talk about Foot Locker? Um, you know, I, you, they barely got to Lids. You can go on and on and talk about great stores in the mall, uh, Brookstone, um, and they're just not getting it. Uh, Milton's being, uh, everybody loves Milton's, but what, what the hell are those two doing? So I, I will criticize anybody when it comes up. When Dave Cullinan rarely messes up like he did talking about mall, mall talk, I'll criticize him all day. Mm -hmm. so he blew that talk, which is odd because he seems like the biggest mall guy going. But he did, he did come through with KBs at the end. But, boy, that was a struggle. Struggle for him. So there you go. That was my criticism of Dave Cullinan for the day. Well done. Dave also admitted during the week that he doesn't deal with grief very well. And Absolutely. I just want to offer Red and I services to maybe help Dave with this. You know, in the last show, we both outlined um, our situations. I lost my father a while ago. You lost, apparently lost yours recently and your dog. So well, you're going through a lot of grief at the moment. So Dave, I know you're listening. I know you pretend that you don't listen, but I know you, you listen to all the shows. Uh, if you ever want to talk to Red and I live on Minna Fandom about your grieving process, we'd be happy to do that. Oh, um, it'd be great to get him on our couch. You know what I mean? We just we can chat with him. Help talk him through it. Absolutely. Because, you know, he's got this – he's probably got a lot of feelings. Like, obviously, he's grieving for his mother-in-law, and then he's got this overpowering guilt that his mother's such a bitch. And, you know, how, how does he kind of reconcile those things that, you know, Kathy's grave dancing on his mother-in-law, and yet, you know, he's kind of got in a foot in both camps, Cullinan. You know, he loves Jack and Kathy, but he also um, – you know, loves his wife's family. So I, I feel sure. sorry for um and then how did the roommates play into this? You know, the roommates that all met. Oh together yeah, absolutely. College, I, you know, I wonder if they were at the service, how's their grief going? Um there's a lot to unpack. Yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack there for sure. Would love to get him on the couch. He seems like a very repressed human being. It would be great. I think you and I could really open him up. Would love to have him on the show anytime. Mm. Um if he doesn't appear to know that this show exists, that would be very hard to do, which is interesting because he's actually been on a show with you before, but he doesn't know it exists. So that's going to be hard for us to achieve, but hopefully we can, if you would unblock him, maybe we could get him on the show sometime. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I, I've only blocked him on all platforms. He can email me. We emailed professionally <laughs> a lot. Uh, I, I just find him frustrating and I'm just having, taking a time out to try and reset my color name brain. Um, I've got a couple more points and then um, red will see if you've got anything. And then we've got some listener questions, just a quick one, you know, Kirk threw out there that the town spa pizza is the best pizza in Massachusetts. And I just had to check this out because I'm, you know, hoping to be in Massachusetts later on in the summer and, I want to go and get some good pizza. So if this is the best pizza in Massachusetts. So I got the Town Spa pizza menu. Looks good. Put it on Twitter. lot of responses. I would say overall, not many people say it's the best. And that's, I think it's hard because people have their own favourites. But 
No one said it was bad. Some people said it's not as good as it used to be, but I, Town Spa Pizza does sound very good. Maybe that sounds go good. I, I think it's a great option for you. I know the original Regina's is one that you have to hit up. Um, and if you go back through, Portnoy has a couple of recommendations for pizza. Um, I think he has two spots maybe in the Massachusetts area that he has. I know there's one in New Haven, Connecticut too, but I think he has two in Massachusetts that he speaks very highly of. So between those two, you know, cross-reference those lists, I think you're going to have some good pizza options there. Um, but it, you can't beat good pizza in the summertime in Massachusetts, man. There's, you won't beat it. Well, I hope to um, enjoy pizza with you and record a minute fandom live later oh, this year, Red. Mm, that would be wonderful. Would you, would you be able to keep your hands off me? I would try to. I mean, good luck, but I, I mean, yeah. you have enough minute ladies around you too, so that'll be hard for me to get close. Let's to hope so. Let's yeah. hope so. Lauren oh, yeah. Lynn, you tiny little rocket. Easy, easy, um, easy. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Any more show points before we get into listening to questions? I wanted to ask you before we get to the questions. What and this came up for me, and and I was thinking about it. So, but so, what do you love about KMS right now? Like, what's what's your the thing that you hear on there or something that comes up does, it could be something specific, but what are you loving about the show right now? I mean, obviously this week, the drama and, and and I guess that's what I've always loved is the kind of Minna fan, Minna world drama. You know, obviously this week was full of it. There was the, um, the, the Corano stuff, which just has so many layers, the Clemmer stuff. That's what I love. Um, love, the porno stuff was really good, um, but that's what I really, really gets me going. The drama, the the soap opera of the Minna fan world. I don't get as excited when they talk about like newsy topics. Like I don't need to hear Kirk's sort of similar take on the news that we've been hearing for five or six years. But that's Minna, Minna world drama really gets me going. Yeah, I love that too. I love the inside stuff. The thing I was thinking about was um, there was an instance um, – I think it was on Tuesday's show um, where, you know, Kirk does that thing where he starts to talk about uh, sports and he doesn't do it in a joking way. So this past Tuesday, he talked about, about the, the football. Yeah, yeah, about the football game. And he, you could tell it was actually serious. He wasn't being jokey about it. And he was actually getting into a conversation with Mike and Dave about it. And it was actually really, really good. I like it every once in a while when he falls back into whether he's talking about golf or football right now. And he just he's talking about it as if he was on the radio, and it it reminds me of K and C and when he was doing the weekends, when he was actually very good about talking about sports. Mm. I know he probably didn't enjoy it that much. It seems like he didn't, but I like it when he slips into that every once in a while and just kind of like flexes that muscle a little bit. So that was really cool to hear that this past Tuesday. I hope, um, you know, with the games that's going on, the football games that are going on today, maybe they can do that again on Tuesday. Who knows? But mm. I really like it when that happens. I mean, that doesn't um, grease my gears because uh, I'm not a massive NFL fan, but I do like Kirk talking about sport. And I said it a few minute fandoms ago, maybe more than that. Kirk should be a fucking golf columnist. He should um, start writing a golf column, tell Barstool to put it on the website. He would be amazing at that. He loves golf. He's a great writer. One week, just once a week, his thoughts on the golf world. Um, maybe he could, you know, jump on four play every now and then. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see Kirk do a bit more of that. Yeah. Think about how good he would be too. If they actually mic'd him up, uh, if he was on the golf course with Riggs or somebody else, kind of like um, you ever watch, uh, what is it? Comedians in cars getting coffee mm-hmm. with Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah. Imagine if there was something like that where Kirk was, you wouldn't have to, 
obviously you imagine wouldn't. there was something like that if a guy like going to the movies every day and he was oh, going, going through snowstorms and but, he was like recording audio course, as he went yeah. and but what if, what if that guy was actually Work for Jerry Seinfeld, Chris? Right. Fucking or moron. What, what if that guy was actually Kirk Minahan? He was on the golf course with a rigs or somebody interesting and he was just bullshitting mm. with them on the golf course. How good that would be. Absolutely. Uh, I think there, well, you remember there was that terrible Nesson show where didn't they used to play golf with sportsmen and they yep. made fun of it on um uh, yep. maybe something like that. And they made fun of it. You know, Kirk could do something like that, play golf with um other basketball oh, sports people and record it. But yeah, yeah golf column. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. get the football talk like the extra time stuff where he's talking about, you know, toss of a coin. I, I don't get the intricacies of that. But I agree with you. He's good talking about sport, better than politics. Um, anything else from the show? I think that's I think that's it. I mean, um, real, again, really enjoyed Friday's show, obviously. Okay, we heard all this. Okay, we, we, the, 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 we don't need filler. Yeah, we don't yeah, need yeah. filler. We don't go need ahead. filler. We don't go need ahead. filler. Yeah, go I'm ahead. not That's fucking another bad podcast. Um, okay. just you one thing, <clears throat> I did listen to Willie, the intern Will, on Montante's World. Oh, he's still alive. I didn't know that. No. Will's still alive. Montante, unfortunately, is still alive. I listened to Will on that. I actually listened to most of it, which is a, a rare thing for me to get more than about three minutes into Montante's World, and there were some really. Kind of interesting stuff, actually, on from Willie on that. A, he's completely delusional, and you know, he talks about KMS world, like, oh yeah, I was going to leave, and just happened to be when they fired me that I left, and all this bullshit. Um, but <laughs> no, he admits that you know when he um, came to Boston to produce Fallon's podcast, he was virtually an alcoholic, and sounds like he went through a really tough time on the booze. I got to say, so, and I mean, we all saw it because you just had to look at the fat fuck to know that something wasn't right there. Um, but yeah, if, if you're interested in sort of looking back and you can ignore Montante's bullshit, Will on Montante's world is semi-interesting. And you just, I, you, know, you just gave Montante's world a plug right there, man. You just did that. But but I also just said to you, what do I like about the show? Minnow world content. So I'm consistent. Aren't I read? I'm consistent. <laughs> this is good. This is good Minnow fan content. I mean, Montante's released 50 episodes and you know most of them are bad this one happens to have some interesting stuff um and, and some of it's funny just hearing will you know completely lie about oh, i was gonna leave and they sacked me i mean the story is you went on minifan mash you talked about kirk's salary and you got sacked um but yeah uh look go and listen to it did you you haven't listened to it obviously but um, no i'm i'm I not a enjoy big fan. That. i'm not a big fan of montante but i will go back and i'll give it a listen uh montante Wishes that I was dead, apparently. Um, I he don't know what I did to, to the guy. He said to but, Tim Ridgegulls about Mike Tyson that because he's black, he can get away with that. That's what he said about Mike Tyson to Tim Ridgegulls. He said it like right. twice. So I'm, I'm, I was going to send Mike a message, but I'll just say it and he can hear it, listen if he wants. If I was him, I'd delete that audio because if any of your employees in the future ever were to hear that, you would not have a job, you fucking idiot. And then he laughed about it like, oh, I'm so edgy, I'm going to say something racist. I mean, Jesus, loser. That's no, not good. Maybe don't, <laughs> listen, don't, listen to, don't listen to the Willie interview. It just encourages him. I told no, you all the good true. stuff anyway. All right, let's get into Please, let's get into that. <laughs> the question from Francis Satrial. How would you describe Chris Clemmer's voice? I can't determine if it's an accent, a lisp, his cadence, or all three certainly unique oh very unique 
Um, I enjoy it tremendously that Chris Clemmer has the confidence to do this as a hobby, and he would I'm sure he'd probably love to do it as a living, but he has the confidence to sound that way and continue on and do that. I think I actually really like his voice and the way it sounds. I've gotten used to it. I actually really enjoy it. And when it gets really high, that next octave that you don't expect, it makes me laugh. So, yeah, I said it. Mm. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm not going to criticize anyone's voice. I've got a, a voice that makes me cringe. So, um, but I think sort of working with voices, the best voices are kind of smooth tonally. If you, you hear a really good orator, it has like a nice smooth, oh. yeah, nice smooth tonally. The cadence is fairly um, rhythmical. Mm. And I would say Chris is not smooth tonally, as you just outlined. It goes up and down like mine does sometimes when I get excited. So I can appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think it's the tone, the, the up and down that really does it to you if you're a listener. Yeah, and there's no accent that goes along with that. That, that can't be any kind of an accent. No. I've, I've never heard anything like it before. Do you think Chris says soda in an annoying way? No, I think I think he's – I think Carano – has made it worse for soda. So anything that Clemmer does has been on Kirk's radar this past week. He was very angry. It seemed like with Clemmer until Clemmer got on the show. And then he wasn't as mean as he was, you know, the previous day. So that was interesting. Um, I Mm. think Carano is, is leading that charge just by annoying Kirk. And then Kirk takes it out of Clemmer. That's what I think. Maybe. Yeah. I don't think the soda thing is anything. Kirk did admit that the thing about Clemmer receiving money for the show, Kirk admitted that it's his issue, not Chris's. Right. You know, Kirk's got to deal with this himself. It's not an issue. And, uh, again, just our coaching tree has paid off. You know, we talked about it on the last episode. I'm glad we could help Kirk come to a spot where he's able to deal with this better. All right. Next. Go on. Sorry. No, no. I was I was just going to say I totally agree. I think the money thing is is interesting. Um, I it annoyed me with uh, DEC when he did it. For me, whatever reason, this sounds different because it it feels like Clemmer is in this for the right reasons. He doesn't seem to be one of like those other meta fans that have come and gone, you know. So yeah, and the show's not based on Kirk content. In, right. in fact, Kirk now bases his content on Chris's show, so it's. Flipped around. Uh, still, Francis, another question. Why do you think Kirk likes having someone from his world produce Jerry's show? Despite what he says, it is clear that he enjoys it. He even recommended Harrison, who doesn't say a word. I, I know what I think on this. I don't know how you feel, but it feels like to me that Kirk is still setting this up kind of like uh, his whack pack where it gives him a connection to Jerry's show and gives them that connection so that they can then talk about it on his show. So I think he really enjoys that. It gives him an in, and then it gives him some inside information of anything that's going on. If he's got a producer on the inside, he can gather information on Jerry too. He can get. I think he's he's a little bit of a gossip. So I think that really mm. helps. Him. Yeah, it also feeds Kirk's god complex. All right, next question oh. from Ted: If the Minifam Hall of Fame were to be revisited, who would be your three selections? Originally, I had Steve from Providence. Kevin from Bristol and Tim in Canton as inductees. Today, Steve would be in the Hall of Shame, and Kevin is not as involved with KMS. Tim, Menas, and Red would be my three. So, Ted Sarandis, I have to say, really great selections. Red, myself, and 
Tim. Um, I've got three that I would select. So obviously, I haven't included you in being – you're not eligible for my selection, Red, because I've got a bias because we're like a couple now. So okay. I would choose Chris Clemmer, Tim in Canton, and Warden of the North with Steve Zalaya guy the next in. Well, Chris Clemmer, Tim, Warden, Steve Zalaya guy next in. Okay. So you, so Clemmer – Gets in even though he's a part of the show. Well, that's what I that's why I picked four because I wasn't sure if you'd allow this. You okay. know, Clemmer was a Mina fan, he's not being paid to be on the show. <clears throat> but if I you want to take if you want to take Chris out, it's Tim Ward and Steve's a liar guy. Okay. So. I and I don't I don't really have an issue with that. I, I think you could because for me, if Clemmer is a part of the conversation, then Blind Mike should be a part of the conversation. Because it feels like I mean Blind Mike's not getting paid either, but it doesn't matter. I, I wasn't even thinking of him as an option. But okay. now is Gig in the Hall of Fame? Does he get to, does Gig get to be a part of this? And anyway, yeah, can I, you okay. pick whoever you want. All right. So I would I would have Tim and Ken. Mm-hmm. Um I would have Gig and I would have Steve's a liar guy. I think those are the three that I would have in the Minifan Hall of Fame. One, because I think Gig is also very deserving, but I think Kirk already has him in the Hall of Fame. Um so if I could, I would have Tim and Ken, Gig. And I would Steve. Steve's a liar guy. I think, other than, um, I think probably the best caller, other than Tim and Ken. I don't, I don't consider Tim and Ken in for his calls to the show. I think the best caller for me might still be the Sopranos guy, uh, but it's been a while. Maybe it's the Trump caller. Um, and then, um, yeah, I think those are two of the best callers that we have. So I think Tim and Ken gig and. I would have my guy in there. So I, I think those are my options. If I can't pick me, obviously, and I can't pick you. But I, I love Ted. I think Ted's a great fan. Um, I would be honored to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't think I would be allowed in. I think much like the steroid guys, I think anybody who's a cunt like myself, I don't think we get in. So <laughs> it's too bad. Yeah, I think Gig was one of the um, Mina fans that probably hasn't been the same since Dave didn't use their videos at soccer. Um what did VD say that it's like, I can't remember. He referred to me when I talk about the soccer videos as like the, I can't remember. Anyway. I, I know, just don't you just keep, you keep coming back to it. Okay. But Red, where has been gig been since that? Well, he's, he's what's been he done since then? Well, what's okay. he done since then? He's been the working on, he was working. Okay. Well, he's been working on a song. I know that behind the scenes. Okay, great. There's, he's been doing that. other things. He's not. He's not burned or not going to do stuff for KMS in the future. He's just been working on some other things. That's all. All right. That's all. Next question: Sigmund Freud. Are you guys any other parody accounts? No. No. Red. No. No. Red. Come on, be honest. No, I'm being honest. This is me. This is it. This is all I got. I've gone through multiple KMS Reddit accounts too. I've been shut down multiple times, but this is the only account I have. That's it. Yeah. Same. Uh, I don't have any other Minifan ones. Nope. Um, Carl's roommate, can Red Sister score me some Oxy? That hurt. That cut me deep. Now, um, she couldn't, she could probably get you some Oxy. Uh, bath salts. You know, I'm talking like real white trash, baby. Mm. Like, you want to talk about like, you watch, I don't know if you watch the Ozark, but I'm talking like, those are my people. Like, I'm just trailers. watching the fourth season. I just started it. Okay. I just finished it. So, that's wow. that those are my people. Right? You want to get some you want to get some stuff? I can find you some stuff. Uh, right. But if you want to get some oxies, I can get you some oxies. Excellent. Yep. Um, so Carl's roommate, just reach out to Red on Twitter, he'll sort that out for you. Oh, yeah. Um 
Rico Bosco, for the both of you, sorry, Rico Bosco fan, not Rico Bosco, left out an important word there. Uh, for the both of you, if brought in as a guest and tasked with bringing topics, what are three topics you would discuss assuming the KMS taping occurs well, today, Monday? I wonder, I'm guessing yours will be based around you. So I'm going to go no, first. Well, I've got them here. I'll go first. Okay. Okay, you go first. Um, why... I would ask Kirk why he felt the need to destroy Quantum Week even before Corona went really bad. I might push him on the whole money thing around um, other shows. Um, why Kirk allows Cullinane to mess up his vision for the show would be a topic. I would want to talk about the case, just the way, like, the intricacies of producing the case and how I could help. Um, and then I would like to dive into Minifan. I've actually got four topics. And I would dive into Minifan content chat all aspects of it, you know, probably be pulling clip clips, probably come in with some clips for um, Cullinane to play from other shows. Um, but that would be sort of something I'd do if I was going in tomorrow. I, I think uh, those, those are good ones. I, I agree with that. I think, yeah, I think you would get sidetracked and talked about yourself too much, I think, in that situation. But I would really enjoy it. Um, Why would those, I talk about myself? Well, I mean, you're, you're an interesting guy. I think you would talk about yourself. So you can't okay. yourself. Yeah, so I think uh, the topics I would bring, uh, number one would be I'm just fascinated by the reasons for not taping in that situation like we talked about previously with Portnoy, I think, because mm. it was so good. Um, I talk about the ending of Quantum Week, you know, the announcement that was put out over Patreon um, and that formal, you know, where I could just kind of dance on Corona's grave as we did tonight. Um, and another one would be, you know, why it seems like they've kind of taken their foot off the gas pedal when it comes to the growth of this show and what they're trying to do. It just seems like things have kind of been tightened up and it's still, it's, I don't think the show's ever been better, but it seems like the growth of the show isn't something that's really important right now. And I just want to know why. And then uh, for a fourth topic, I would discuss, you know, the, the Joe Rogan defenders on Twitter right now that are just clogging up my timeline of, you know, Mike Geary's and Craig's who are just, uh, going to bat for Joe Rogan, who to me, I don't, I'm, I'm no lib. I'm, don't get me wrong, but I don't find Joe Rogan that interesting. Where you've had to feel like you have to fight his battles on Twitter for him. So I just, I find that interesting. I'd love to talk mm. to Mike about that. Yeah, I always like cringe when some idiot comes into the podcast studio and you're like, they, they want to start a podcast and oh, I love Joe Rogan. I'm like, just get out, <laughs> right. get out. It's um, NPR with the, uh, you know, where they're get, getting high. Like, I just don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. Um, isn't it sweet, though, that basically of the f the four topics both of us um, said, three of them were very similar. I mean, they were slightly different, but this is why we're such a, a good match on this show because we're simpatico. Nah, you know, that's, that's you know why Kirk allows Carl to mess up his vision for the show is just a rewording of, you know, why they've taken their foot off the gas. The I, You know, it's just sweet. We're coming, you know, a lot of our thoughts are similar. I, I think, again, we're, we're built for the long haul, you know. How and, good would the show be if we were in there for the next at show least, these topics? At, at least if they would just put us in Dave Cullinane's booth, you know. I don't – you don't have to put me on the show. I mean, I would make the show better. I know I would. But I'd love to be there in the booth with Cully and just, you know, feed him information. Like I would probably sit in Kirk's chair – if I was allowed in studio, like if they said, I'll oh, come and join the show today, he'll Kirk will be in at 9 30 to start recording. He would walk in and I'd be sitting in his chair with a smile on my face. 
and you just tell them, uh, you'd look them in the eyes and say, I'd say oh, is this your place? I'm the, oh, this, I'm the captain. Is, I'd be like, oh, is this your spot? There's been no videos for so long, I can't remember. <laughs> um, all right, next question, downstairs area. Hearing Big Steve's odd wit and audible disdain for Blind Mike was refreshing and it made me really miss him. Am I a bad person? No, you're not. Uh, listen, I love downstairs area, but any praise of Steve Robinson – I'm not having it. So yeah, if you enjoyed Steve Robinson on the show, you're a bad person. And I and I say that with all due respect. I'm going to try to get over that comment from from downstairs area. I still think he's a great guy, but uh, the overlapping again for Steve was abysmal. It was terrible. So I think they were trying to sell him. I think they were trying to put him over, and they made him look great, and he wasn't that great. That's it. Single standard, Dave. So Visionless Dave has asked this question. Does a Minahan guarantee really carry any weight after Kirk never de- never delivered on the California live show? Now, I know Visionless Dave is really upset. He set his um, sights on seeing Kirk live last year. It never happened. You know, what does a Minahan guarantee really mean, Red? He's be- He's turned himself into a bit of a mush. I will tell you that when it comes to the California show and then the Minahan guarantee that, you know, the Patriots would win or the Minahan guarantee that there wouldn't be a big snowstorm when it was a massive snowstorm this weekend. The Minahan guarantee is the worst thing going. Anytime Mm. you get that put on you, you are done. So I think he should keep it going. I think it's a funny joke, but he is an absolute mush when it comes to these, these guarantees and these touts that he's doing. So I hope it continues, but it means nothing. The Minahan guarantee means nothing. So Visionless Dave, and this was ahead of, this was ahead of the, the Massachusetts storm that came through. So it seems like VD could see this coming, which if he's visionless, that's pretty impressive to be able to do that. Mm. Yeah, I just sometimes don't think Kirk is 100% joking. Like you never know. Like sometimes he's guarantees right. you think um, he's actually serious. And I, I thought he was serious about doing a show in um, – in California, or yeah, yeah. I, I had hoped. I think that was probably early on in his guarantees and things that they were going to do. He does. He puts out a lot of things, a lot of promises that they just can't come through. Mm. And maybe that, maybe that rattled Steve back in the day, and that's why he had to leave. I don't know, but there's no way that's ever happening. I because it seems I like if you, I have doubts if it's going to happen down there. Like but if you're a fan, Magnolia, yeah, but if yeah. you're, it sounds like a will, but if you're a fan and you live out west in California and you hear that, you, it's got to be pretty exciting for you. So, look, I think some of it can be done for show, but, yeah, you're right. A mini-hand guarantee means nothing. <laughs> Last question from Roscoe. If you could change one thing or add something, what would it be? To me, it would be a video version of the show. I would love it live so the calls are better when fans can listen and then call in, they ask better questions. The calls lately have been awful. I, I thought actually Roscoe was asking about this show, what, how, what, but I think he's talking about the main show. What would you yeah. change? Well, I think I think I would, to follow up on that, I think the show, the, the calls have been poor when it's hard to, di- to determine when they're going to tape and then when they're going to take calls. So I would have, as much as I don't think it fits Kirk's creative process, I would have something firm as far as their schedule goes, when they're taping, when they're going to take calls so people can get it into rhythm of those things. So when they can actually have great calls from fans that can kind of start the conversation a little bit, something that you can plan around. 
Um, so that's what I would do. I would have more firm of a schedule with this show. I think that would really help it. I agree. It's hard for Kirk though, because he's been working off Cullinane's daycare schedule. So you got to give him some leeway there. You, you do. You got to give Kirk credit for that working around that. And you got to give Cullinane yeah. credit for being, you know, forthcoming and thinking ahead like that. You know, they, he's trying to plan around a, you know, COVID flu here. Okay. Mm. The pandemic. So what, what's Cullinane to do? You know? Close no, contact. you're right. He's doing his best. He's doing, doing his, his best. best. I mean, if I could change one thing, I would probably um, get a new producer or someone. You don't can... mean that. I do. I, 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 I would like a stab at it. If I could change one thing, I would miraculously be in Boston producing the show um, with Kirk. That, there you go. That, that's what I do because right. I'm sick of seeing these Muppets, these sort of idiots run around in circles. I mean, there's no wrap-up shows. There's no pre-show. There's no fucking content. It's just the main show and that's it. There's nothing on the network. I submitted three minute fandoms a month ago. That's all that's been on the network in the last month. Um, all right, now reviews. Please. Okay. This is Johnny Sack 21. Five stars, great show. Please keep the shows over an hour long. Well, this show is almost an hour and a half, so we've done it, Johnny. I can't guarantee they'll always be this long. Um, can't guarantee the quality will be as good as, say, the last show we did. I think that was lightning in a bottle, but thanks for the five stars. Yeah, and I think uh, is, as long as you're only doing this show this week, like you would do those individual shows, mm -hmm. those quick hitters, I think if you're doing those quick hitters, I think it makes you and I, when we're on the show, it makes it a little bit shorter. But if it's just one show a week, this is where you're – you spew out all your KMS stuff, members. So you just let it go. Mm. Even, you know, in your flu game right now. Mm. And, and I've said it before. I mean, the quick hitters were great when there was a day in between the main show, but the fact that they're now Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's just hard to you know listen and get it out. And yeah. I'm thinking, I'm always thinking of the, the men are fans and, I, sure. you know, I don't want you to say, you know, you've got like, oh, I've got Mena's reaction to the last show, but then the new KMS has come and, you know, it can be, you know, a tough battle. Do I listen to the Mena's reacting to the last KMS or do I listen to the new KMS? And I wouldn't want people to have to choose between Kirk and Mena's. I wouldn't want to put people in that position. No, I'd be unfair. So, no, you yeah. can't do that to people. No, and and last that. review, and this is from 80s Village of Five Stars. I'm not sure who this is. I actually think 80s Village might be Visionless Dave now. Uh, five star, small problem. This is the third review the 80s villagers left, so they're a big fan. People listen to Menas to hear Menas because he is a natural talent. Agree. Conversely, Red, like most Mena fans, is boring, which wouldn't be a problem except he's now taking over the show, shushing Menas, so he's not even a good foil. The previous guest, now this is where it sort of clues on that this is probably Visionless Dave, the previous guest was less self-assured but much better than Arrogant Red. You wow. sure you want Visionless Dave to join us after he left that scathing review of you? Listen, I wouldn't I wouldn't try to pin that on Visionless Dave. I don't think he would write something like that against me. I think anybody calling me arrogant just doesn't understand how humble I am, even though think about how many times I'm right on the show and how many times I have to correct you and correct others uh, on Twitter and elsewhere. Mm. I can't help how right I am all the time. And even with me being right all the time, think about how humble I am when I'm right all the time. So, I mean, that's somebody who just doesn't understand me and get to know me, but what was that person's name? What was that? 80s uh, villager. 80s villager. Well, that's a fascinating They've left name. a couple of reviews. Um, they seem the really intelligent. The about the, 
Yeah. I can't believe I forgot their name already. They seem really mm. fascinating. I'm sure they spelled all the words words correctly and they seem really intelligent. So I don't know. I guess I'm a really kind guy. Again, really humble. I can't help who I am. I'm just going to be. Yeah. You've been a great addition to show. Well, that's it for all the reviews and the questions. Thanks for everybody that's listened and sent in uh, feedback. Um, Great show this week. Thanks, Red. Hey, Menners, thank you. Again, your flu game. You haven't sounded great this whole time, but you look great. Um, you battled through. I'm, I'm sweating. Was, my ball, look, I've got my right. balls are so sweaty. The I bet, I bet really sweaty balls. I, I, I think of Kirk Gibson. I think of Michael Jordan. Then I think of Menners when I think of people overcoming mm. obstacles like this. So I appreciate it's it. It's absolutely. All right, Menner fans, Red, catch up next week. Love you, buddy.